0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Anything that moves, I don't him! Get here. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It. It's party time. It's party time. Let's right, go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky
2: podcast. Now here's your host, Bran Duffy.
1: That's right, another day and
3: the Eagles. Stop the skid as the Eagle Line in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 509. At the top of today's show, we've got the postgame show where I chat with Ashlyn Sullivan and Ike Reese as the Eagles advance to 11-4 and after a 33-25 to victory over the visiting New York Giants. It wasn't perfect. Lots to clean up, as we will discuss in this show, but so important to come out of this with a win on Christmas night. This show will lead all the way up to Nick Sirianni's postgame press conference. So, if you want to listen to that, if you want to listen to Jalen Hurts, we've got a couple of film breakdowns on the back end of the show. Make sure you go check out the entire post game show over on the Eagles YouTube page. Now, before we get started here, as always, I always remind you head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. If you have a question about this team going into the postseason, now is the time. Go and leave that question there in the comment section, and we will answer it here in an upcoming show. That said, let's get this going. Excited to catch up uh, with Ashlyn and Ike. It's time now for the post game show.
0: Welcome into the post game show presented by Rico. The Eagles win, they snap their losing streak 33 25. I am here with Ike Reese, Fran Duffy, Ashlyn Sullivan here this week. And before we get down to business, I know Ike has his own matter of business.
2: Well, you know it's been a while, Ashlyn. So here we go Victory!
0: he told very christmas very christmas very right.
3: christmas look, it, it's been a month since we've gotten a chance to hear that and i know <laughs> that today was not pretty i know that this was not the victory that a lot of people out there were hoping that this would look like but you needed this win the eagles needed this win after the last three weeks after the last month just to come out of this with the w you just needed even just for the vibes the Eagles needed this win. They did what needed to be done to come out with the victory.
0: Right, and that's the moral of the story. Is you just had to snap the losing streak. And it didn't really matter how you got there. A win was that important this week, but like the moral of the story is you got to clean a lot of things up going forward.
2: Yeah, and as it has been with this football team this year, you know, they certainly can impress you at times and we love their resiliency. Um but this was a win they needed to have that it was I'm not going to say it was a must win, but it was one of those games that they certainly could not lose just for the sanity of our of our of our mental <laughs> of our mental right now here in the Delaware Valley. So there's obviously things they need to clean up. I thought the offense played well, you know, unfortunate pick six there. You see Dallas Goddard slipping coming out of his break there. That's unfortunate for Jalen that that pass was picked off. Certainly was unfortunate that Boston Scott fumble whatever happened there on the kickoff. But you saw that's really the only way the Giants can score. They got the one big play to Slayton, but for the most part, I thought I like what we did offensively. We ran the ball well today, yep. Love what DeAndre Swift did running the football, Love that we committed to running the football, able to make some explosive plays in the passing game. Devontae Smith early in the game, and I thought the defense held its own for about three and a half quarters there. In the fourth quarter, when Tyrod Taylor came in, felt like they made a few plays and maybe on some busted coverages but certainly some things they can build on moving forward.
3: Yeah, this was uh, somewhat similar to what we saw last year from this team where you jumped out early on a team. And I know they did it to the Giants three times a year ago, but you jump out early. The difference being, though, they didn't have, like, that mentality of just, like, really just kind of putting them away. You didn't have that knockout blow uh, going into the locker room. It was a little bit sloppy there in the two-minute drill. They were still able to get that field goal. But I think that was the one difference to me was, you know, coming out of the first half, going into the locker room, you felt like, all right, like, They they was still only about, what, a 10, 12-point game at that point. It could have been much, much more. And I think at this point now, looking at the Eagles coming out of this game... Really kind of getting again getting back to like the situational awareness, the detail oriented nature of this football team, something that they, that they pride themselves on. That is something that they will need to continue to improve on here going in down the stretch round. We know this is a team that is going into the postseason. That is locked up. But when you go into games against whoever is going to you're gonna see in the first round of the playoffs, you need to make sure that all of that stuff is buttoned up.
0: Yeah, and that's what allowed the Giants to stay in this game, right? It was the situational plays, the mental errors, the turnovers, the penalties. Now you go back to this Eagles team. For really this whole season, it's been them trailing at halftime and the fight had to be there, the fight back. It was like a different type of fight today, but a fight that needs to be there and is probably going to yeah. have to be here the next two weeks.
2: Yeah, and this is one of those games we obviously would have loved to have coasted to the game. But of this course. is the NFL, and that, and that just rarely happens. Saw what happened earlier today out in Arrowhead when Kansas yep. City took on Las Vegas. So nothing is a guarantee. You got to go out there and earn everything that you get in this league. And I thought the Eagles... They showed up today. I don't think they overlooked the Giants. I give the Giants a little credit for continuing the fight and finding ways to stay in the game. We just need to clean up a lot of the the, the small things, things that lead to keeping other teams in the game because that's really what happened today is that we could have put this team away earlier and then our sloppy play coming out of the locker room really gave the Giants a little bit of light there. And The next thing you know, you find yourself in a dogfight in the fourth quarter having to hold this Giants team off on the final drive.
3: Yeah, we did like, you mentioned the run game. Uh, I think that that was important to see from this football team. DeAndre Swift. Just shy of the of the century mark, we were sitting here at the desk saying, "Oh, yeah, he's only three yards away." And then a couple negative runs there on that final drive. Things kind of sputtered. They had to settle for the field goal there, uh, just shy of the two-minute warning, and that allowed uh, you know the, the Giants to get the ball back in a one-score game. But I think when you look at the at the run game, uh, I think the big thing here with this offense is just continuing to find ways to get W's here in this one. Obviously, you had the pick six. That was a long drive uh, that you know comes up with no points. You had uh, the the one drive at the end of the first half that we talked about earlier. But you had an 18-play drive. Uh, in this game as well. So you have that ability to be able to sustain and sustain offense, create some chunk plays. We saw more explosives here in this game against the Giants. I know that was an issue we talked about a week ago against Seattle. Only one play of, what was it, over 12 yards against the Seahawks. But here in this one, you saw chunk play to A.J. Brown. You saw chunk plays to Devontae Smith, the yards after catch element there in this game. Dallas Goddard, some big ones, especially on third down in this game. So you saw some of those explosive plays. You saw the run game. So we saw, you know, flash for this offense is still going to come down to the consistency Mm -hmm. and that's what you're going to need here going into the postseason
0: yeah and we heard about the fans chanting for runs at Lincoln Financial Field (laughs) I have a feeling our guy Dave Spadaro Eagles insider heard those chants and I gotta ask you just what you thought overall about the offense and your impressions of it
1: yeah it's interesting because when they were chanting that uh they followed Eagles followed with a third and 20 32 yard pass to A.J. Brown and I'm gonna go with what Fran said there and I really think that this offense has had to work so hard for points that getting the chunk plays was really huge. The crossing route, catch and run, great blocking down the field from O.Z. on the touchdown to Devontae Smith. The big play to A.J. Brown. Calcaterra has a catch of 12 yards. I mean, Gainwell had a catch of, I think, 18 or 19 yards. Uh, Goddard had a couple of big catches. I really want to see more chunk plays. The Eagles need more chunk plays. Nick Sirianni has talked about more chunk plays. It makes everything roll, and I understand the run-the-ball crowd. I get it. I liked the five-minute offense there. I love the way that they ran the football. But this, what is this offense is really missing from last year is the vertical game, the chunk plays that open everything up. So I was glad to see that. An uneven performance from the offense, no doubt. But when you get big plays, you generally get points on the board.
0: Right, Dave, they're still trying to find that balance on offense, it seems. And now a lot of people questioning Matt Patricia and this defense. What changes are we going to see? Did anything stand out today that looked different?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly a defensive performance that was not as dominant as Patricia once. But some of the things I noticed, interesting use of personnel at times. Nolan Smith on the field with Hassan Reddick. Three rookies starting in this game. Kaylee Ringo, who has the big interception at the end. Ben Van, Van Sumerin starts. As well and Sidney Brown in the slot so the, the younger players are playing they rotated through a lot of different cornerbacks I think Patricia is using these games to really get a feel for the personnel and what they can handle with how he wants to run the defense um, not as much of a pass rush as I expected and the run ga- the run defense not as dominant but um, you know other than the big play uh, the touchdown pass late in the game the defense really not too bad and I think, again, we are in an experimental phase here with Patricia finding out what some of these younger players can do. I thought Shaq Leonard had a nice game. Sack early, played the run pretty well. I like the way they're using him as a downhill linebacker. So we are kind of looking for some of the nuances that Patricia is adding to the defense. Those, Those are the things that caught my eye.
0: Yeah, Shaq Leonard, his first sack as an Eagle. And we were just talking about it at the start of the show, that three-game losing streak. And while there's a ton of things that the Eagles need to clean up, and we're going to talk about it, just the importance of getting a win today, no matter how pretty or not pretty <laughs> it looked.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I understand everybody, as Ike said, wants to blow, come in here and blow out the Giants. And for a while, it looked like that. And then the fumble at the beginning of the second half really kind of threw things off kilter. But at the end of the day, a win is a win, and the Eagles go into next week, understanding that they're in really good position here and depending on what happens with you know San Francisco tonight, hey, they could be in great position. So I, I just wanted to see this team this team in the very worst way needed to just win and exhale. And I think that's what they did. Um and again, not pretty, but who cares? By the time the playoffs begin, nobody will care about the score. And you know, in a really weird way, I'm glad they didn't blow the Giants out because they gotta see him again in two weeks. And I think you really want to make sure you go into that final game understanding that the Giants don't want to be swept twice in three weeks and you want to take that football team seriously. So it sets up for a really good regular season finale.
0: So true. And, Dave, this is kind of the step the Eagles need. While we're all talking playoffs, there are still two weeks left of this regular season and it's a week-to-week league and guys talking about the importance of just finishing this regular season strong as well.
1: No doubt about it. Got to get to wins. Look, get to 13 wins and feel good about things and play your best ball in the postseason. There were glimpses of it today. And again, I'm going to take away that the vertical passing game came back. The Eagles mixed things up a little bit, saw a little bit more motion. Uh, And then that five-minute offense, I really like the way DeAndre Swift ran the football. So there are some things to hang the hat on, and that's what this football team is really looking for after three tough losses.
0: The Eagles win it 33-25, Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Aslan. Merry Christmas to everybody.
1: Go, Birds!
0: Merry Christmas. And it is a Merry Christmas because the Eagles, they got this win. What were you thinking about what Dave said? Especially Matt Patricia, the wrinkles we saw on defense, that looked a little new this week.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see what it looks like as we continue to move forward. You know, last week I'm pretty sure he came up with somewhat of a little bit of a vanilla game plan, something that would allow the players to play fast and play assured of themselves this week. You saw him do some different things personnel-wise. You know, you saw him move James Bradbury on the inside. He had the two young guys on the outside and Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks. So he's playing a lot of different personnel packages. That could be a blessing and a curse because the more players you have out there, the more you're trusting them that they're going to be assignment uh, smart out there playing football and everybody's going to be on the same page. Sometimes when you play so many different players out there, you can get some mix-ups. In mental errors, but it looked like, for the most part today, the guys played faster, they did a better job in coverage. Dave mentioned I'd like to see them do a little bit better job in getting after the quarterback against this Giants offensive line. I mean, Tommy DeVito had been sacked 35 times in just, what, five or six games, and he had been out there as a starter, so their offensive line had struggled, and I thought we would do a little better of a job getting after the quarterback today. So some things that they still can build on and work on But you got to be encouraged that young guys now are starting to get an opportunity to play. And the one thing about young guys is they fly around because they want to continue to get those opportunities out there. So you're going to see those guys play hard.
3: You know, and there was a, a phrase that Dave used there, experimental phase uh, with this defense and leading into the playoffs. Again, the Eagles know they are in the postseason. So they're they're gearing up to go on some kind of a playoff run here, right? And so that, that is the ultimate goal. So if you were the Eagles organizationally, you say, all right, we're going to make this change uh, with the defensive play caller and the structure of the defense. Let's make the fine-tuning now so that we are humming on all cylinders as best as we can by the time we get into the postseason. So I think from that standpoint, it certainly makes a lot of sense. You mentioned that when you have a lot of different personnel packages, a lot of different guys, playing in and out, that that can be tough at times, especially with the amount of rookies that yeah. are playing. And so when you talk about Healy Ringo and Eli Ricks and Sidney Brown and Nolan Smith and all of those guys playing, and even some guys that haven't played a ton this year that have been on the roster, like a Patrick Johnson, he played the most snaps of his uh, of his season last week in Seattle. We'll see what the snap count looked like for him uh, when that comes out tomorrow. But I think when you look at this defense and their ability to kind of morph and do a lot of different things from both a package standpoint and a formation standpoint, because that's something that stood out to me on tape as well. Ike, you would have been a player that I think would have been really interesting in this defense because you know, we saw it again last week with Patrick Patrick Johnson, yep. my guess is we'll see it on the, on the tape tomorrow with Nolan Smith because he has that skill set where, hey, you know what, he could be a pass rusher, but also he can drop back and do some things playing from a stacked position that can mess with offenses and their blocking schemes in the run game and and in pass protection as well. I think we saw some more of that here in this one. When you're moving guys around in a secondary standpoint as well, that can change the picture for the offense and just kind of throw you a little bit of a curveball. So, yeah, there might be some growing pains last week against Seattle, today against the Giants, maybe even next week against Arizona. You're trying to wrinkle all – get all those out, iron all of those uh, those issues out so by the time you get to that first weekend of the playoffs – you're, you're hopefully working at the, uh, the, the top of your capabilities.
2: And a lot of these younger players are very versatile. You, yeah. know, you mentioned Nolan Smith, Sidney yep. Brown. Last week, we saw the three safety look at times with Matt Patricia out there in Seattle. Tonight, you got to see guys cross-training in different positions. I want to see a little more of Nolan Smith playing off the ball because I think he's that type of athlete. He certainly can rush the pass there, but I think he's good enough to drop back in coverage. He's fast enough to be able to cover, especially in zones, certain situations. His thing is just going to have to be getting comfortable being in open space. So one thing about those pass rushers, they don't normally like to be outside (laughs) of that that, that tackle box. They like to be going forward. But I thought he did some good things. And for this defense, they really only gave up the one touchdown drive. They gave up the big play to Slayton where he sort of got behind that cover two defense. But other than that, the two turnovers are really what aided the Giants in scoring 14 of their points. The kickoff uh, fumble, put them down there in the red zone, three carries, Saquon's in for a touchdown, and then the pick six by the offense that the Giants scored off of. So I thought the uh, the Eagles did a fairly decent job defensively today. That's two straight weeks that there's a lot to build off of there.
0: Right, and that's your positive. The headline is going to be that the Eagles, they shoot themselves in the foot at times, and you're waiting for a clean football game. We didn't see it here today. Yeah. They're still working towards that. But a guy that really stood out to me, especially with the moral of the story last week, was you could not get off the field on third down, what it mattered most was Hassan Redick, really mm-hmm. took the game on his hands.
3: Yeah, I think ultimately when you look at this pass rush, that, that is going to be what you're trying to lean on. In a game like this, where it's scripted out that way, where you're hoping the pass rush can get home against Tommy DeVito or Tyrod Taylor here in this one, you didn't see the sack production late in this game. You didn't see the consistent pressure from that standpoint. It was there at times. You were able to get Taylor off of his spot in the second half. It just wasn't there for the sack production, like Ike mentioned earlier. But you know whether it's Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, you're going to lean on those guys, and certainly on the interior as well. Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, all the guys that we've talked about all season long, you're hoping that, hey, you jump out to those early leads, you get the run game going in the second half, and you also get the pass rush going uh, on the defensive side of the football.
2: And the other thing that helps is that the offense put points on the board early. You know, when that defense gets to play with the lead, they can pin their ears back at times. It makes the other team's offense sort of one dimensional. They they sort of get into a hurry-up mode where they probably want to throw the ball a little more than they originally wanted to coming in the game. That's what you saw for the most part today. The Eagles... I believe they got up to 20 to 3. They get up yes. to 20 to 3 yep. at one point. And so when you're planning, when you're when your offense is giving you points like that as a defense, now you got a little more room to to breathe. There's a little more margin for error there. You don't have to be so perfect as you would if there's if it's a one-score game. Like we've seen with us with our team the past few weeks where we don't score a lot of points in the first half. And next thing you know, the other team is making a run at you. So I was happy to see the offense put some points on the board early. I think that also allows the defense and the defensive coordinator a little more room to call, a little bit more of a a defense that allows his guys to get out to the opposing team.
0: Right. It gives you a little bit of a cushion, which you definitely could have used the past three weeks. And it's kind of the guys on offense that you wanted to see step up. A.J. Brown really took the game into his hands in the fourth quarter. And then Devontae Smith, for all the talk of where his targets reaches 1,000 yards.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing they said on the broadcast. Like, oh, you kind of forget about Devonte Smith. It's like, oh, he has <laughs> a thousand really. yards for the second straight season. Uh, I don't think anybody's forgetting about uh, number six in this offense. But I think when you look at those two pass catchers, we talked about Dallas Goddard coming up with some big time catches here in this game as well in some critical moments. And uh, look, there's going to be a lot talked about with that pick six, and that was a very inopportune play. Uh, that was a tough one to take at that point, a tough pill to swallow. But uh, at the end of the day, you know you can lean on those three pass catchers. You know you can lean on the, the run game when when you have that that game script working in your favor you're playing with that lead and you've got that ability to to really kind of take advantage i love that block by oz by the way on that that was awesome uh, from Devontae smith but you get that run game going deandre deandre swift uh he, he almost reached 100 yards for the first time since week three uh, here in this one. Reaches the end zone. Uh, It feels like he has gotten tackled at the one-yard line every single week for the last month and a half. So seeing him get in, I think that was big for this offense. But just continuing to get the run game going as the, the weather starts to turn a little bit. Continue to get the run game going. Get these three pass catchers going the rhythm the flashes are there with this offense you just really it's the those individual plays those individual moments uh where you kind of like you step on that rake and it's like man all right you, you get past those moments which can be kind of you know freaky and random at times you know you the one turnover here in this one i know it didn't happen on offense but on special teams though that happens once every th- three or four years where a guy gets thrown into the returner and he fumbles the ball That that does not happen uh, on a weekly basis and so you get past those plays, uh, and this is a team that you know you're hoping can go on some kind of a postseason run. But we've said that a lot here this year, right? And I think so. I think it's fair to say you're still we're still waiting for that team to really kind of reach its full potential.
2: Yeah, and I know we we talked earlier about explosive plays on offense, mm-hmm. right? And I know we all want explosive yep. plays. Hell, I want explosive plays too. What I like about today's offense is that it didn't seem like we forced anything, right? The Giants, and just like every other defense, is going to force us to be patient and see. If we can stay patient or get impatient and try to force something down the field. A lot of our explosive plays today came, plays that you got the ball to your playmakers underneath, and then they were able to make plays after they caught the ball. You know, I don't mind having that. That Devontae Smith touchdown, that was about a 10 yard pass that he ran all the way in to the end zone. You know, so the explosive plays will come, but you can't force them. Mm -hmm. You can't force those explosive plays. And I think that's where we got in trouble at you know, the last few weeks, is that we're so we're so eager to get those plays and, and we want to because you have those type of skill position players. But you have to realize is the defense, if I'm facing this Eagles offense, I'm going to put an umbrella defense back there, force you to throw underneath, and let's see how patient you will remain. And that's why we're getting some of these 15-play, 18-play drives because the defense won't allow us to. And I thought Jalen did a good job of not trying to force those plays today. When the opportunities were there – we made them, but we didn't force those plays. And I love the fact we got explosive runs out of DeAndre Swift.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You, you talk about like the uh, uh, the checking down and accepting, the hey, we'll play with what the defense is giving you. The last touchdown drive of the game for the Eagles happened late in the third quarter, and the, the second longest play of that drive was a 22-yard catch From Kenneth Gainwell along the sideline where that was a check down from Jalen Hurts he got to him fast and he was able to create the catch and run and then later you hit the A.J. Brown on a plus 32 that happened on a scramble drill so outside of structure and so I think at the end of the day to to what you're saying you don't necessarily need to force the issue with a shot play or force the issue with a fade down the down the sideline let those big plays will come come. as long as you keep playing within the structure of the offense
0: right at times you just have to give what the defense has given you and be okay with it and I know Probably you have a lot of questions there for for Ike, so if you have a question, put it in the comments on YouTube for Ask Ike, presented by Pond Lee Hockey, and kind of good news for the Eagles when you look at this going forward the next two weeks is the Eagles face some major injuries today that did not start in this game. you got Cunningham, Morrow, Slay that did not play, so these are guys that the Eagles are really going to count on going forward, and we're going to wait to see what their status is. But you look that they can make an impact, impact hopefully in the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah, you and those are veterans that, you know, they've been through those trenches already. And so you certainly can count on Slade when he comes back that he'll be ready to go, be well-rested. Uh, Cunningham, who we're just now getting a chance to see play this year, but he's had success in the past, a veteran of this game. So I don't too much worry about him, but having other guys out, you're right. You got to get, get your guys back healthy. But once you get into that postseason and over the next two weeks, it's going to be an opportunity for some young players to get a chance to get some in-game experience, some valuable experience, because you never know when somebody may tweak a hamstring, roll an ankle, get a hurt shoulder, and then you got to go out there and play. And you don't want that first action to be in the postseason. So these guys, these young players that are getting a chance to play coming down the stretch this is good playing time for
3: him. And we also, Landon Dickerson as well, uh, at left guard. Not about yeah, Landon he, he, he Dickerson. He yeah. had his first miss uh, missed start of uh, his career here uh, in this game. But Sua Opeta sliding in. We didn't hear his name called really once from a negative standpoint here in this one. So that was certainly good to see as well.
0: Yeah, and, and it's funny when you, you think about where the Eagles are right now. And I go way back to training camp when we talked about how the Eagles were going to possibly balance all of this youth with this veteran presence. And we talked about where well, you're going to have to plug these guys in at some point. Yep. Got to plug them in at this point of the season. A guy like... You know, Akili Ringo, we didn't see a ton of him. We saw a ton of him in training camp. He flashed. You have to get these young guys in because you also don't know what the future holds, you know, next season. Where is Bradbury going to play? We don't know as of now. They got to get reps, and it might be a little painful at first, but you got to put them in at some point.
2: Well, and the good thing for guys like uh, Akili Ringo is that he got a chance to sit back and watch all year. So he's watching an all-pro and a Pro Bowl cornerback out there in Darius Slay and in Bradbury So he's not forced into action early in the season where you almost have to get baptized by fire and you (laughs) got to deal with a lot of mistakes that most rookies will make. Whereas he got his first action against the Cowboys, had a rough one there, had a couple penalties. He learned from that the last two weeks. I think he's been playing like we saw him play at Georgia. We know he can play big-time football. He's used to being around big-time athletes, so he's not afraid of the moment. He just needs the reps of getting out there and understanding the speed of the game. I think that's what you saw this week, an even better player, a more confident player this week, got his first interception late in the game to seal the game. So I'm excited about our young players on the back end because I think they've gotten a chance to sit long enough this year that now they can get out there and contribute without having to be the guys that you're relying on too much. So there's ways they can put put them in the game out there on the field and not have them get exposed.
3: I'm excited to go back and watch the film of the Key Ringo interception because obviously it was, you know, scramble drill, Hail Mary, you know, late in the game. <laughs> but, I mean, you can speak to this. I'm sure you, you remember, like, your first sack. And I, oh, I yeah. don't know if that was, like, a high-quality sack or it was like, oh, man, I beat the tackle or if, hey, the defensive tackle had him off a spot and the quarterback slid right in front of me and I, I picked up a little bit of a cheapie. But – at the end of the day, like it feels good to have that on your resume, have that in your box score. You're going to answer questions about it post-game and all week. Hey, what was it like getting your first interception? Yep. That's, a, that's a little bit of an ego boost, right? And for a lot of young guys, that is extremely, extremely important.
2: No doubt. And I'm glad you brought up my Tell first sack. Tell us the story. Yes, because first of all, it came against these New York Giants. Okay, so it nice. came against the New York Giants, I believe, in 2000s is when I got my first okay. sack, I think it was. And uh, so I'm playing right defensive end. And I'm rushing. Hugh Douglas got injured, by the way, I think, in the second game of the season. So they needed a speed guy. So they moved me down on third downs to be an outside rusher. So I wind up beating the tailback. Now, how about this? I'm only in my second year at 220 pounds. And they sent the running back over there to chip me. So he tried to chip on me. Yeah, (laughs) chip. (laughs) Swam him like that. And then beat the tackle. Roman open. I beat the left tackle (laughs) for the sack on Kent Graham up in um, – it was the Meadowlands back then in the old – East Rutherford, New Jersey, the old stadium they had. So, it's funny you brought that up? Because somehow somebody found that and it was on Twitter this week. Oh yeah, yeah well, I mean, I first sack, yes. All
3: right, yes. Well, to me, like, and that's the big thing though, is that you're trying to get those young players. Some of the, because people talked about that last year with this team when they had all that success. When you, when you have good play, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, good plays start to mount and start to yeah. stack. When it's like, okay, like even if that, you know, that first sack that you had or the third sack you had weren't like the, the best, like smoothest pass rush wins. When you have, like, three, four, five sacks, like, oh, like, all right, like, I'm going to go back out. I'm going to do that again here this week. Yeah. But, whereas if it's the opposite, now you're, you're working uphill everything. I think that could be really big for Kili Ringo because the film... Last week was pretty good against Seattle. I was I was pretty impressed with what we saw from the rookie against, you know, DK Metcalf and the rest of those receivers for Seattle. I'm excited to dive into what he did here against the Giants.
0: Yeah, it's confidence building and that's what it's all about with these young guys. And let's take a look at the NFC East standings right now. With this Eagles win and a Cowboys loss, where do they stand as of right now? And really the moral of the story we talked about this in the locker room a lot with the players this week is they loved the opportunity to control their own destiny. I
2: yeah, and, and listen, the Eagles, despite the three game losing streak and I believe me, it was long. that's a yes. long three game losing streak. Just look what they still sit at. And that's because a lot of the work they did earlier in the season, right? When we were talking about uh, a win is a win, this is why I was saying it because at the end of the year, all these wins count. And so now that gives you a little room to, to have maybe a lapse here or there. And the Eagles still sit right now. It's going to be tough for us to get the number one seed away from San Francisco. They would have to lose a couple of games because they have the head-to-head matchup. But when you look at the division, winning the East, the Eagles are in control of their own destiny. You know, as long as they don't lose to the Giants, they're going to have this NFC East division crown as theirs. They'll get a chance to host a playoff game, and it'll be the first time uh, it's been a repeat winner in this division's since I was wearing a leather helmet back in uh, early 2000. Oh right? man! Did they have face masks back then? I, was gonna, you know. <laughs> I hope so. Were they even throwing the football? Was the forward pass? The it thing was all that? running. Yes, it was all running. <laughs> so yes, it's been a while since there's been a, a repeat winner in this division, and if the Eagles can hold on, you know, over the next two weeks, um, it, it'll be a nice way to wrap up the season as you head into the postseason. Because feeling good about yourself, having positive reinforcement. Is something and momentum is something that's still huge yep. when you're going into the playoffs. So if they can get into the playoffs on a three-game winning streak, a division win, that first round, believe me, that and if you get the number two seed, that means the first two rounds will be at Lincoln Financial Field and yep. give you a chance to play in a championship game. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I just say it to say, as bad as it's felt the last couple of weeks, there's still an opportunity to accomplish all of our goals and get to where we want to be at in the end.
3: Well, and I'm glad that this graphic is up on the screen right now because it is important. You know, last week we talked about how, you know, the Eagles, they can afford to be tied with the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the year and they would still have the tiebreakers. Well, a lot has changed in a week. NFL, not for long. Because the Cowboys, and this is kind of like mind-melting stuff, because the Cowboys lost to the Dolphins, and uh, talk about like tiebreakers and like strength of schedule and all that, the Dolphins record now gets a little bit better and some of the other things that happened here over the last week the, Cow- the the Cowboys now actually hold the tiebreaker over the Eagles. They cannot be tied at the end of the season. The Eagles have to finish this year with a better record, which right now, as we see, the Eagles have a one-game lead over the Dallas Cowboys. They need to hold serve now over these final two games. They need to win out. If Dallas wins out, and or if, the, if Dallas loses a game, you know, they, they, you, you need to be able to hold that one-point advantage or that one-game advantage over the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Here's the other thing: the Cowboys in Detroit play next week. Yes. Mm. So you know, Detroit right now sits in the two spot, I believe. There is a chance we're rooting for Dallas next yes. week. Uh, yes, yes. Now, don't say you. that out loud. I know, yeah, I, I'm just I, saying. I say it out loud. Take it back to right. yeah, right. yep. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. we have to reconcile We You have that. to accept that. Yes, and the football gods. I don't yeah. know if a
3: tie, I don't know what the, what the tie works either way. <laughs> we might, maybe we're rooting for a tie, but we might be rooting against the tie. Yeah.
2: Though. So, and in, in Dallas will be headed back home after two tough road games, yes. and they're undefeated at home. So, probably a good chance they are going to beat Detroit Next week, and as long as the Eagles take care of their business, they could be sitting in the two spot uh, after next week's game against Arizona with the final game against the New York Giants up there again to win the number two seed in the NFC, which is no small feat. Listen, sitting at the end of the season with 13 wins. Yeah. 13 wins in the National Football League is a lot of wins. It is a lot of wins.
3: Everything that has gone wrong with this team this year, because it has not obviously been all sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies, right? It has not been a a beautiful year. 13 wins is 13 That's wins. a lot of the, wins. The Eagles man. right now have 11 wins. Like, the, the 11 wins is, no, is tough to come by, uh, especially when things aren't bouncing your way. When you have some of the freaky plays that the Eagles have had this season, when you've had some of those tough bounces, when you've had some of the issues uh, that they've had, some of the inconsistencies, you've played some of these young players, right? So... To, have, to be where they are now, that is a testament to this organization, no question. Now it's all about finishing the deal here down the stretch.
0: Right, and possibly something that would help them get to 13 wins is getting that running game going a little bit more. Let's head to the Eagles' locker room and hear what DeAndre Swift has to say.
2: I didn't know uh, what my yardage was. Somebody told me after the game. When you try to think about that type of stuff, you swear about it after. Still be nice. 100%. Yeah, that's a great benchmark for any running back. So, yeah, close to it or whatever. As long as we win that's really all I care.
0: Good to hear DeAndre Swift. Pleasant, happy after that win and not worrying about yardage. And I, I think it's funny. We as reporters and media make such a big deal about the stats. I know A.J. Brown hates talking about his yards, especially after the game. They never seem to know. Do you actually not know,
2: though? <laughs> this is a good I ask. I question. Yeah, that's good. It. That's a good it's ask. A good good question. I've been brewing <laughs> on this one. Uh, of course we do know. Yes, of course we know. <laughs> I'm not saying they run into the stat book to look and see, but some way you usually find out the information. Normally somebody, one of the statisticians, will come to you and say, man, he was almost at 100 yards. That's how Devontae knew those couple of weeks where he had like 99 yards right, receiving. Yep. You, you sort of know. You know. I mean, and he got all these um, – the jumbotron's around the stadium. Sometimes they put your stats up there, so
0: even if you, you just know. look up, you can't help it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Sometimes you can't help it. And, and you know what? For offensive players, I don't mind it. I, you know, sometimes they they need that carrot in front of them to, to chase. It's mm-hmm. it's, not, it's nothing wrong with it. Uh, by the end of the season, uh, we'll probably have two one thousand yard receivers, a thousand yard rusher. And depending on what Jalen does over the next couple of weeks, you'll have a four thousand yard passer. That's a pretty good offense.
3: And a quarterback, by the way, who set the record. What was it? The record for rushing touchdowns? yes, or yeah, the rushing touchdowns, uh, touchdowns yeah. year in this game against the Giants. So yeah, I mean that's the thing is when you when you add everything up, it's what we just talked about a couple minutes ago. You look at this team, you say, okay, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Exactly right. This is still you know one of the best teams in the NFL. They've had some quality wins this year. The last month obviously has been been a tough one uh, during that three-game losing streak. But you hope that this team has weathered the storm and they're better for it on the other
1: side.
0: Yeah, it's been a a bit of a roller coaster. We all can agree with that. And maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you face this team, the Giants, once again in two weeks. Really interesting, I thought, with with all the hype of chicken cutlets, Tommy DeVito to get benched at halftime and Tyrod Taylor comes in. Now you have to wonder who you're going to see in two weeks. What did Mm. you guys think of that?
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised at it um, just because I thought uh, Tommy DeVito had p- been playing well yeah. leading into the game. And listen, you're talking about an undrafted guy that he, he's been thrust into this position, and I think he's handled it as best he could. You know, he just got caught in a, in a difficult spot. You got an angry Eagles team coming off a three-game losing streak, first game at home in three weeks. And so they were after him all day today. Mm-hmm. And Brian Dabo probably made the move to try to get the team somewhat of a spark offensively, you know, Tyrod Taylor is a veteran. He's been around for a few years. He's he's a he's a professional quarterback where you can go in there and count on him. But um it'll be interesting to see what they do next week. It'd be real interesting to see that because, you know, they may want to see DeVito a little bit more because you kind of know what you got in Tommy. I mean what you got in uh, Tyrod Taylor. And the Giants don't really have anything to play for to finish up the season. So, you know, other than pride. So I wouldn't be surprised if we wind up seeing both quarterbacks again in that final game.
3: Yeah, I think when you look at the Giants, and what we talked about it on Eagles game plan this week, right, was that uh, this is a team that had to play a certain way offensively, and that first half, I mean, three points on the, on the scoreboard, they were not able to execute a successful pass game. There were a lot of balls that landed. Out of bounds. Not that everything was pretty for them in the second half either, but a lot of passes where you're just one. You know, maybe they, they wanted to make a change there, just to give a little bit of a spark in the pass game. But uh, look, the Eagles will have to get a win uh, next week against the Arizona Cardinals at home, New Year's Eve day, uh, and this is going to be a, a big one here for this Eagles team, no question. Yeah. For sure. A little, little
2: bit different challenge at quarterback next week. Just yes, a
0: bit. <laughs> a Talk bit about just total track. opposites just there. And, and when you looked at this game, I always thought it was interesting when you were breaking down the pros and cons. The Giants offensively ranked bottom 30 and basically everything yeah. and offensive line was one of the worst so I looked at this game almost as like a get right game for the defensive line pleased with the pressure but you probably wanted to see a little more sacks but they got to them and there were definitely was more pressure than the past couple of weeks
2: yeah and the one thing about these two quarterbacks and I'll start with uh, DeVito we, we we talked about this friend on, on game plan is that he's a scramble around type of quarterback you know a lot of his plays you watching the previous weeks a lot of the success came on off-schedule plays. Yep. He rarely stays back there in the pocket, goes through his progressions and make throws. He's a guy that's going to move around, run around a lot, so you almost have to be disciplined in your rush lanes. And when you get a chance to get him down, you got to get him down. Tyrod Taylor the same. So I was a little surprised we weren't able to get to him with a little more regularity today. Yep. But uh, and, and next week won't be any different. You know, Kyler Murray is another guy. Runs around. No doubt. Runs around, so, you know... Um, we got to figure out a way to get our defensive line going because I know coming into this game, those guys had to be excited mm-hmm. considering how many sacks that Giants' offensive line had given up.
3: Yeah, I mean honestly, from a, an offensive identity standpoint, there are, are a lot of similarities between what the Cardinals are doing and what the uh, Giants had been doing. Uh, now they're playing; they're leaning a little bit more into like heavy personnel in the run game. I think, so. It looks a little bit differently structurally, but I think from a philosophical standpoint, the Eagles defense is going to face a similar challenge here this week against Arizona. We'll get to it a little bit later uh, you know, in the show, but I think when you look at this defense, you have to be able to answer the bell uh, here in these la- last two games. And again, going back to what Dave said at the very top of the show, that experimental phase, continuing to make those tweaks, whether it's up front and, and continuing to mix up with those rotations, a lot of different guys playing, young guys and vets, uh, and then also on the back end with some new faces. So, Uh, That will be the challenge here over the next week.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty curious to see what they do with this defense, how they puzzle it together. There has been a lot of moving around defensively. We talked to a lot, Kevin Byron, in the locker room about how that makes a challenge for communication. Now you're wondering in the next two weeks, how do you keep this consistent? When you have a lot of injuries, you know, Cunningham hopefully coming back, you don't know. And I was kind of impressed with the linebacker unit where you thought with those two guys out it would be an issue. Didn't really stand out too bad.
2: Yeah, the one thing I like about Matt, Patricia – at the helm right now is that he's under he's from under the Bill Belichick school and which means you need to be versatile how you use your players, your sub packages and I think that's what we're starting to see mm-hmm. with our defense right now.
3: Great stuff there from Ashland and from Ike. Thanks to them and thanks to all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our X's nose content here with Eagles Entertainment. That being said I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I am Fran Duffy we will talk to you later this week.